This is the Business Elite Brevard Edition Podcast. Grab a pen, grab a paper, and get settled in because here's another Rockstar episode featuring the biggest movers, shakers, and industry leaders from the Space Coast of Florida. And there we have it. Good day, good day, everybody. This is your host, Jesse Hall, and this is Business Elite Brevard Edition, your local Space Coast podcast featuring influencers, innovators, and industry leaders here on the Space Coast. Today in the studio, I've been uh, thrilled to know he was coming on board finally, and uh, he's finally in the studio. So we're welcoming Michael Ayers with the Melbourne Regional Chamber of Commerce. He is our special guest today, and again, another influencer that I follow. Someone who is always in the know, always has his pulse or finger on the pulse of the business climate here on the Space Coast, and certainly someone who rubs shoulders with a lot of cool people. Um, I like to consider him a friend. Michael, welcome to the show. Jesse, thank you very much for the opportunity. Happy to be here. So let's dive right in. A lot of people may not be familiar with the uh, Chamber of Commerce, what it does, what, what its function is. Um, but before we get all into that and, and explain to people why it's important to maybe join a chamber, or do you have a business? Why you're not with the Chamber of Commerce? Uh, why you're not with maybe a couple of Chamber of Commerce? Uh, so we're going to dive into that a little bit later and really sink our teeth into it. Uh, but for now, let's talk about who you are, um, what makes you tick, and uh, you know, explore some of what uh, what Michael has in for his future, and of course, just explore a little bit of your past. Where were you born and raised? So I am a Midwest farm kid from Central Illinois. Grew up in the cornfields. Is that right? And that wasn't the life for you. I think I figured that out very early on. That even though I loved growing up on the farm uh-huh. and loved the hard work that I thought there was maybe something else out there for me. Sure, sure. So what was your first taste of outside of the cornfields? Was it school or a vacation? Uh, probably vacation. We, yeah. would, we would vacation periodically and go you know, down to Florida, okay. out east. So you were already coming down here as a kid? A few times. Okay. So you got familiar with it like, wow, this is not Kansas no more. This is beaches and palm trees. and Yes. Yeah. Whole new world. And a lot of people, you know, they don't leave after they visit Florida. Um, So let's talk about your education. Uh, Did you always go to school in Illinois or did you move around? No, I was a third generation fighting Illini at the University of Illinois in Champaign. Very cool. So from birth till 21, I was always in Illinois. Is that right? So till 21. And then what made you come down to Florida? Um, well, first off, when I finished college, I mm. took a detour to Washington, D.C. Oh. Yes. That was my first foray out of, out of the cornfields. So let's talk about your education. Um, what did you graduate with? Uh, bachelor's in business administration with focus on marketing. Very cool. And what in D.C. prompted you to go there? What was the, the, the interest there? You know, I need, I needed a job. Right. And <laughs> Most people do. I was one of the one of the few people in my class that graduated right. that didn't have a job when they finished. And um, I'd always grown up around politics. Uh, I had a very political, politically active family. From right, right. My, my father was the chair of the local Republican Party there in Illinois. Oh, cool. And uh, the county party, not the state party. 
he ran for state office at one point. He ran for state house. Uh, didn't win. I think it was a blessing. He was he was kind of relieved when that was done. <laughs> That's funny. Um, my uncle was the mayor. Oh um, wow! He's now the he's now the chair of the party. Nice. Um, so, you know, I grew up around it, but right. really had no thought whatsoever that I would go into it. And then right after graduation, a couple of friends said, hey, we're going to go to D.C. and look for jobs. And I said, OK. So you went to D.C. first without a job. Went there with no job. Wow. I interned That's during gutsy. the day yeah. and waited tables at night. That's how most young people aspire. You know, I mean, you got, you got to start yeah, somewhere. I had to work my way up. Yeah. I had no experience. It was it was probably kind of crazy and foolish to go out there with. I had never interned on the Hill. I had no real experience. When you're tw- when you're 21 years of age. Um, why not? Like, it was fun. Like, I was, I was else young. Do that? I was, a, yeah, I had, it was great. I considered it my grad school. Instead of going to actual school, I just went to DC and tried to find a job. Oh, you'll get learned there. <laughs> you, you will grow up real quick in, in a city like that, you know, yes. um, ju- just cause of the climate, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very fast paced, very, uh, high intellect, mm-hmm. you know, kind of part of the world. So you, you're, you're going to, kind of just yeah dive into deep end you know um you know to to use a cliche uh you are baptism by fire even uh being that it's dc um so what position were you in what what kind of um so i worked for the house i was a started as a staff assistant for the house committee on government reform well that's cool i mean that's a that's powerful stuff right there and then went back to the office i had interned i'd interned with congressman robin hayes from Mm -hmm. north carolina and his office had an opening for legislative correspondent so i went back there and spent a couple years there and then kind of got bored and said i think i want to go work on a campaign (laughs) is that right well campaigning is big business yes it is it has become so yeah so so tell us about some of your campaign experience Um, So in 2004, I worked on the Illinois Senate race. There was an open Senate seat, and I worked for the guy running against Barack Obama, who at the time was a state senator from Illinois that most people had never heard of. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all know what happened after that. (laughs) My guy obviously didn't win. Um, He actually dropped out mid-race. He had uh, some controversy in his background. Oh, before the primaries even, huh? Uh, He won the primary. Oh, he did? So we were facing off against the, the challenger. Young, yes. Yeah. And uh, then he, he had to drop out. And that's what brought me to Florida. So how, wh- what exactly brought you to Florida? I mean, you know, ending the campaign. So early. the campaign ended, was supposed to go through November. Right. And it ended in June. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the, 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 my candidate felt bad. So he was going to sure. continue to pay us if we wanted to just stay on the payroll since, you know, he was self-funding anyway. Right. Uh, but I had a friend who uh, had some ties to the RNC, and they said, well, you can go and work on the presidential campaign. And then I said, okay. There you go. So I had a phone call with the Missouri Bush Cheney and the Florida Bush Cheney. And all of a sudden they said, how fast can you drive down to Brevard County? No way. And just like that. So three days later, I was in Cocoa Beach. So, pol- so politics are uh, early on. Uh, through your family, and then that catapulted you with your interest in, uh, in, in, in politics to go to D.C., which then, in turn, gave you like a nice streamlined, there's a job, there's your home, head to Florida. It's like uh, being granted a vacation. Yeah, it was great. I, I had a good time. I, I moved here, and then I think that was right 
about two weeks before the four, four hurricanes hit in a row, and I wondered what in the world was I doing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was used to those. tornadoes, but I'd never been through a hurricane. Well, hurricanes are a lot more fun because you could you could see them coming, you could chart them and plot them. And, yeah, you know, very different. Mo- yeah, most different. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, they just came out with early response uh, technology to to indicate that a tornado is coming. From what I understand, but it only gives you like three minutes notice. Right, you have very little notice. Yeah, I mean enough time to get down to the basement. That's and why you have basements? Exactly. I do miss the basements. Do you miss <laughs> some basement parties for the tornadoes? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so Bush Cheney invited down to Florida. Um, of course, you know you're still here. Uh, how long did that last? So that ran through the uh, November election, and mm-hmm. then I stuck around um, and ended up working on the uh, governor's race in 2006. Very cool. And that took me to Tallahassee. And did you stay up there full time? Uh, so after Charlie Crist won the election, I moved full time to Tallahassee and uh, worked for the Chris administration mm-hmm. and then stayed on under the Scott administration and then came back down to the Space Coast back in 2015. 15. And I know you've been with the chamber um, about since that time. Did you come back and, and immediately get with the chamber? No. So I started with the chamber about a year and a half ago. When I first left Tallahassee, I took a job in Orlando I was the okay. director of government relations for Sanford Burnham Biomedical Research and did lobbying for funding for different uh, programs. I've had. always been con- very curious about the lobbying. Is that, is that a fun industry? I mean, it seems like it could be a lot of fun. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of unique. Right. It's not for everyone. No, no, you got to be you know, pretty assertive, outgoing, Yeah. you know, you got to convince these people, you know, w- with so many dinners and, and toast of wine and it's a lot of strategy. Yeah. If you're, if you're a competitor, if you like to compete, then right. it's a fun industry. Very, cool. very competitive. See any future lobbyists out there? You got to refer to Michael. Maybe he could offer you some insight as to the, you know, some career choices. Um, yeah. Cause you know, lobbying, it doesn't seem like it's, it's just something you learn. It's, you know, you, you got to be in the political space and then somebody recruits you and says, hey, you know, help us fight our battle. Very much. Yeah. You have influence. We need you. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. A lot of my former colleagues were, you know, student government representatives mm-hmm. or student government presidents. They, they, you know, politics can get in your blood and then it never leaves and it can become a career. Do you miss it? Some days, yes. But yeah. most, most of the time, no. No. And and I'm imagining because after the lobbying and then and then you, you then you recruited to yeah chamber? so um, probably you know about two years ago there yeah. was the opportunity at the chamber um, and I was looking for something you know I was working in Orlando but living in West Melbourne All right and kind of tired of the commute and looking for an opportunity here locally on the Space Coast and the chamber job came open and I said well it's uh something I've not ever done before, but I've done a lot of politics and this is just a different kind of politics. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. It's not political parties. It's more like b- businesses and, 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 you know, the, the public and relationships, relationships, yeah. networking. Yes. A lot of similarities. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about, so now, now, now we got kind of, you know, through some of your career. Um, tell us about your family uh, nowadays. 
Yeah, I have a wonderful 13-year-old son who's mm. in eighth grade. Very cool. Just started I, school? Yeah, just went back, yeah. back back for eighth grade. And um, I am engaged to the most amazing woman that I'm very happy that we'll be getting married in about 31 days. I think. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's 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 a bachelor show here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bachelor party show with Michael Ayers. Um, awesome, Michael. So everything's kind of coming to fruition now. Yes. All, like your life is great. You're, you're coming into your own, you got your family, you got your career. Um, do you, do you miss politics or is the, the Melbourne regional chamber keeping you so busy, so occupied that it, it's a, yeah, I really don't have time to miss it. Right. There's every day is something different and you know, the space coast is booming. So, yes. um, you know, I really don't have time to miss it. Exactly. Exactly. So, Tell us about your your proudest moment so far throughout your you know th- throughout that career. So you know from D.C. to Bush Cheney to Tallahassee with Governor Chris. Like, is, is there a highlight that that you'd like to recall? Oh, geez, there's probably lots of highlights. Right. You know, I think one of the one of the highlights was probably in uh, after the 2004 election, getting to work on the inauguration. Uh, that must be Bush fascinating. Uh, I was part of the inaugural committee staff. Um, so, you know, as soon as the election ended, I moved back to DC and it mm-hmm. was about a six week, you know, we knew it was a time limited gig, right. um, but it was a lot of, a lot of fun. Got to meet, I worked on planning the convention balls. No um, way. So I worked on the Texas Wyoming ball because that was, right. the, that was the main ball for the president and the vice president. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, oh, that sounds amazing. Man, see, see, we're learning so much about you today. Um, so let's let's dive in because uh, again, I want to I want to share always a background with who we're speaking with. You know, want to give the audience kind it's of some good insight. Good to know where people are from. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of times, unless they How know they got you, here. exactly. If unless they know you, are they going to trust you? Are they going to be intrigued with what you say and talk about? You know, I mean, uh, for for me at least as a listener. I really like to get to know who I'm listening to so I could trust their information so I could believe, you know, in their heart that they are who they are. And and maybe, you know, people can identify with you like, hey, I used to do that, too. Hey, I worked in D.C. And that and, and, and a little bit of uh, familiarity really helps the listener as well say, OK, now I care about the guy, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So awesome. Awesome. So we are having a great time here with uh, Michael Ayers from the Melbourne Regional Chamber of Commerce. And, uh, and as soon as we come back from this little break, just stay tuned, we're going to come back and we're going to dive into why the Melbourne uh, Regional Chamber is good for your business and uh, chamber, you know, Chambers of Commerce in general. Sounds like, good. Like, why, why, why is that important? All right, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Grab a paper. Get settled in. with the all-new Vinnie Marino podcast. I want you to join me every other Monday as we tackle all the craziest headlines from around Florida and truly explore and uncover what's missing. Also, we will invite the exciting guests from our community who have seen it all and aren't afraid to spill the beans about it. And finally, we can't forget about Vinnie's top three rants and raves about traffic, restaurants, and events. 
Join us on Facebook as we go live and bring you behind the scenes of each show and let you be a part of it. The Vinny Marino Podcast, all Space Coast, super raw and unedited, straight to your dome all the time. Live from the Space Coast Podcast Studios. Listen everywhere you find podcasts. Hey, make sure you check out Space Cowboy Justice Space Cowboy with your Justice. hosts, Cowboy Blake Stewart Justice. and Paul Daly. We're going to be talking about interesting legal issues in the entertainment industry and everything geek. If you're into Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, comic books, we're talking about it. Coming at you from the Space Coast Podcast Studios. You're listening to Space Coast Podcast, home of the greatest podcasts on the Space Coast. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or having your own show, email us at spacecoastpodcast at hotmail.com. Space Coast Podcast. Talk hard! All right, we're coming back. Thanks so much for sticking around. Once again, your host, Jesse Hall. This is the Brevard Elite. I'm sorry, Business Elite Brevard Edition podcast. And again, I call it the Brevard Edition because we are looking to franchise. If you know anybody in another part of Florida or the world who would like a Business Elite podcast of their own, have them reach out. We'd be more than happy to set them up and get them going so that we could explore, again, not just the Space Coast industry leaders, influencers, and innovators, but also all around Florida because there's a lot of people who are making moves behind the scenes that I think people should really get to, to know and learn about because, you know, it's, it's not often where people will actually be proactive and investigate on their own, right? So they're going to find out things only if it makes headlines, only if it comes in the news or, you know, they may say, well, I didn't know that business was coming to town and now here they are and, you know, and it's exciting, but wouldn't it be cool to kind of see, uh, you know, we get introduced to some of these people who are actually inc- in- increasing the the amount of uh, uh, businesses coming to Florida, you know, uh, giving these incentives to businesses so they could move down, move their their uh, operations, move their staff to Florida. So that that's why, you know, we introduce the people who are uh, leading the way, leading the charge. And one of them, again, is Michael Ayers. Um, Michael has been with the Melbourne Regional Chamber of Commerce now for, you said a year and a half? It feels yeah, like two years. January of 2018. So it'll be, t- okay, so it'll be two getting years. Close. Getting close to two years. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what has been your proudest moment as the president of the Melbourne Regional Chamber of Commerce? Wow, that's a great question. There, there's so many. Uh, you know, that's, I think that's the most exciting thing about the job is every week, I don't know what we're going to be doing. Right. Uh, we have lots of different events. We have lots of different ribbon cuts. We get to welcome different businesses. Um, I think one of the most exciting and proud moments was um, last year at our, uh, we have what's known as the Valor Awards. It's one of our signature events. And yes. the Valor Awards is coming up in two days, uh, August 22nd. Um, that so was not on my calendar. How did I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> you got to be there. I know. Uh, but so last year was our 10th anniversary of the Valor Awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you that don't know, the Valor Awards is our opportunity as a community and as the business community to recognize the heroic efforts of our law enforcement and first responders and military, uh, those of us who serve locally 
and it, uh, don't probably get thanked as often as they should. So it's a night in tribute to them. We uh, award various uh, medals of valor. Mm -hmm. um, and so last year was my first time ever attending that event. And it was special because it was the 10th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And we even had a special guest appearance from the governor, uh, Governor That's Scott right. at the time. I, uh, now, now I Senator. remember, yeah. Yes. So that was probably... You know, that was a really cool night to have the governor there, mm. to have all these uh, law enforcement and first responders in uniform getting the recognition they so clearly deserve and don't often get. Exactly. And, um, packed house, sellout. I think we had about 375 people in attendance. Wow. It's sold out again this year. Um, so we're just very excited to be able to uh, put that event on and recognize that law enforcement first responder community. Yeah, and 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 there's never been a more deserving time. Um, a lot of you know, I mean, if you look at some of the, the political landscape, uh, it seems that you know law enforcement are getting uh, severely disrespected. All um, over, all yes. over. You know, so it's you know, so it's important that people recognize. You know, when you're in trouble, who do you call? Right. So you could hate them all you want, but who are you going to call when you're in trouble? You know, you may you may not like a, a few bad apples, you know, when they make the headlines of, uh, you know, may, maybe abusing their their privilege or, or whatever may have you, whatever the incident may may have occurred. But you got to remember, th these are people who put their lives on the line every day. They put on that uniform. They put on that that belt. They have the responsibility of, you know, maintaining order in our communities. And without them, you know, what, what would our communities look like? You know, um, you know, everybody be, be, be speeding. Everybody, you know, there'd be burglarizations. I mean, there'd be all kinds of different things if there was if there wasn't police to be there to to help us and, and protect us. So, yeah, um, not only do they need an award, but I think they need to be treated a little bit better, you know, when it comes to pensions and some other things. But that's another topic for another day, uh, <laughs> because you know, I mean, even like discounts, like you hear you hear of military discounts, but you don't hear of first responder discounts, right? Yeah, you know, like there's probably a lot more we could be doing. There's a lot more we could be doing, and and you know, and if. If you think it's cool to disrespect uh, your law enforcement and and shame them at a Starbucks, you know, please, you know, um, by all means, just. I yeah, don't know. one of our members said it well last year that yeah. you you don't want them when when you see the in the headlights, you right. see someone you're being pulled over for speeding, you hate to see them, but in your time of need, when you have a fire in your house or you you know you get robbed on the side of the road you know there's so many times in your time of need right who are you going to call and often it's to one of our first responder agencies and they always come and they're there for you and and they do and they respond with quickness and they're they're, they're again they're just there to help and if you ever get around you know a police officer you know um you know like do the opposite you know don't, don't shame them like actually Thank them. You Thank know, give, them. Give them some gratitude. Buy their meal. Buy their coffee. Buy, you know, it, it goes such a long way. And we have a lot of conversations here in the studio with um, uh, law enforcement officers. And we have um, actually a couple of hosts who are active uh, law enforcement. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, it goes a long way. When, yeah. You know, just a little bit of recognition, you know, um, really goes a long way. They, they really feel, feel appreciated. They don't do it for the money. Right. Like there's, you know, there's no, there's no reward. There's no compensation if they get, uh, shot in the line of duty, you know, it's, 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 it's really, um, it's really a, a mission for them. It's a calling. Uh, like I said, you know, you, 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 you're not there for the money. You're not there for, you know, um, the celebrity, 
no. you know, no. um, you know, you're, you're, you're there cause it's a calling and you feel like, you know, you care so much about your community that I'm willing to take a bullet for, for one of my citizens, you know, uh, I'm willing to get in between, you know, a rabid dog or, or, you know, jump into a, a you know, a, a, an inferno, uh, you know, a building caught on fire or something, you know, the, these are the people who are, again, it's, it's more of like a passion. Yeah. They, um, they put their lives on the line yeah. every single day, never knowing what they're going to walk. So that's into. important. Talk, talk more about wh- where that is. Is there tickets available? So, uh, it is, it just today became sold out. Oh, There's, congratulations. Yes. I'd love to so see things. Sold that's out. great. Um, it's yes. at the, uh, Hilton Rialto. Yep. Uh, great, great venue. Thursday night, five thirty reception, six thirty dinner and program. So if you're lucky enough to have a ticket, um, then we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, if you didn't get your ticket yet, right. um, I think we have a we have a waiting list. We can see if we have any cancellations, but uh, we're very excited. That event always sells out, at least the last couple of years, and so we're we're really happy we can uh, provide that recognition. Man, any, any, yeah, any time that we could celebrate our our first responders is a is a great night in the community. Um, who, who's who's going to be the guest of honor? Um, we have, you know, so last year was, you know, our guests of honor are our award recipients. Right. Um, and, you know, last year was kind of a special uh, last minute. The governor happened to be in town and we we're able to get him to come over. That's I don't cool. I don't anticipate any special guest appearances this year. OK, uh, but we'll have our sheriff will be there. All our police chiefs from around the county, uh, all uh, all of our officers and award winners. Right. So it'll be a room full of very deserving uh, guests and we're happy to recognize them. And, and, and we do, we, and we do have a celebrity sheriff and I'll tell you we what, do. whenever he shows up, man, it's, it's a party. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to get down and have a great time, get the crowd involved. So, uh, so there you go. It's sold out. Otherwise I'd love to, to help you plug it, but I, there's no, no, no need to, to plug it any further. Don't worry. There's plenty of other events we can plug. Yes. Yes. Well, let's get, <laughs> let's get into that. Um, because I know the chamber is involved, you know, and, and, and for people who don't know what, what the functionality of a chamber is, let's dive into that. Sure. So, you know, chambers of commerce have been around for hundreds of years and mm-hmm. they've really always historically been the connectors in the community right. and where people go to help promote their businesses, promote their nonprofits, help get involved with the community and, you know, chambers need to continue to evolve. And I think that's what we're doing. And, mm-hmm. but we're still, you know, at our bread and butter, we are connectors in the community. And so whether you're a new business starting out, you're new to the community, we are there to help you get connected. We are there to help you provide resources for your business, to help mm-hmm. your business grow. Uh, we have lots of different uh, committees and councils and events where you can learn. Uh, you know, one of the best ones, I think, for our small businesses in particular mm-hmm. is our small business council. Yep. And you can come once a month. It's the first Tuesday of every month at the Chamber Auditorium. And we have different speakers on various mm-hmm. topics, whether it's business law 101 and things you as a small business owner need to be aware of. Uh, HR, uh, you know, most most yeah. small businesses don't have the ability or the need for a full time human resource representative, right. but they often have challenges in that area. So we have a seminar on that uh, insurance. What kind of insurance are you going to need to get started? Mm. Uh, we have lots of different uh relevant topics for our small businesses and that's available for members or the public uh that is a member member only that is a member okay. so only. See, see it's we a, always welcome membership guests. have its privileges <laughs> we, that's right we always welcome guests and hope that they will become members right um uh, but that is for that is strictly for our members and having been uh to that council meeting and and I, I've, I've always enjoyed the small business council 
you know, being a small business person myself and, and the tech council, because we have so much cool tech yes. here in Brevard County. And it's so exciting to see all the new kind of things that are coming out. And, and of course we always have uh, dynamic speakers who, who show us things that you, you, you wouldn't know there was a demand for, Yeah. but, but then they tell, tell you about the product or service and you're like, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. And it's happening right here on the space coast. You know, a lot of in- innovation going on. Um, tell us more about the membership in, in general. Um, you guys have been established for how long? We are about to celebrate our 95th anniversary. 95 so years. We are, we've been around a while. Wow. Um, we are also, most people don't realize it or understand what it means, but we are a five-star chamber. I was um, going to ask. Yeah, what, what does it mean? The U.S. Chamber uh, will accredit chambers throughout the country, mm-hmm. um, and that basically means they come in as the, the U.S. Chamber comes in and looks at your operations right. and looks at how you are, you know, do you have professional staff? Most, a lot of chambers don't have full-time staff. We have a staff of 10. Right. Uh, what kind of programming do you have? Do you have a rust robust programming schedule that is uh, beneficial to your members? Do you add value to your members? Um, do you have a government affairs or a business advocacy component to your operation? We have a gotcha. committee on, on business advocacy. They look at all of your uh, aspects of operation and ensure that you are running a uh, high-class operation. Um, there are 10 uh, chambers in the state of Florida that are five-star Certified, wow. or so less than one percent. Group. Less, less than one percent nationally are five. Less than one percent. So we're very That's excited. Huge. Yes, and that gets recertified every five years. Okay. So in 2020, we're gearing up for our you uh, re- reevaluation. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you you guys will do it again. I think we got it. Yeah. Yeah. We have a little work to do, but we should we're in good shape. So, t- you mentioned. Uh, keeping up with innovations, you know, you, you know, and, and, and keeping from chamber of commerce be so, you know, into that archaic model mm-hmm. where people have to walk in, grab a business card of, you know, a trusted, you know, chamber member and then walk out. Um, you know, it's always been kind of like a, a greeting, you know, center for people who yeah. are new to the area. They get like a nice new packet of all the things, you know, as far as getting utilities turned on, um, knowing, you know, where to, you know, they could trust to, to have their, their pets, you know, groomed or whatever. So a lot of people come into the chamber of commerce by habit, but I think the new generation of business owners may not realize how important that is and, and what the significance it is. So how, how do you keep a chamber of commerce relevant with, with the, you know, such a big tech forward, um, uh, society now? That's a great question. And it is something that I think chambers, struggle with on yeah. a day-to-day basis, all not just in Florida and in Brevard, but all over the country. Um, like you said, there, there's still a place for them. Um, we do serve as a visitor center mm-hmm. for the county. So we, believe it or not, in this age of the internet, we do right. have people that walk in daily and want to get tourist information or relocation packets. Right. Um, and we provide that. Um, but we're we're much more than that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's the programming I talked about where we provide uh, valuable information to our business owners on how they can improve their operations, right. um, that's something that we pride ourselves on and trying to make sure that every event we do, every speaker we have uh, is has some tangible takeaways and something valuable that our business owners can take and apply to their, to their business on a day-to-day basis. Exactly. Um, I think another... Another thing that chambers do and serve as is, is a convener. 
mm-hmm. uh, convener of the community leaders uh, to talk about big big issues in in communities. And when when I when I say that, I say that you know the Space Coast, Melbourne, Brevard County, it's it's growing rapidly, mm-hmm. and we can either let it grow or we can plan for that growth. And it's up it's incumbent on the right. chambers and other organizations like ours to bring those leaders together to be able to communicate. Uh, what are priorities for the business community that our elected officials should take action on? Yeah, that's uh, smart. You know, what do, what do our, you know, our, our large companies in the area like North of Grumman and Harris mm. and Embraer and Tallis, all, all these companies that are moving here and growing here, right. you know, many of them have been on the Space Coast for decades, but they're getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what do they need to be, uh, keep their employees happy? What do they need to keep their employees here? You know, is it, better schools. We already have really good school system, but mm-hmm. what can we do to improve the schools? You know, is it infrastructure? Is it wastewater? Is it the Indian River Lagoon? There's all sorts of policy issues exactly. that we need to be able to have an organized voice. And the business community, you know, as a chamber, we have nearly 1,100 members. And of those 1,100 members, several of them, you know, they have thousands and tens of thousands of employees. So right. if we can we can get all those people on the same page and harness that uh, power and that voice. Uh, we can really go to our county commission and our city council and say, here, these are the priorities for our businesses exactly. that represent thousands of workers here on the Space Coast, and this is what we're looking for. We're looking for a more vibrant downtown. We're looking for more arts. Right. We're looking for, for really good schools. Um, so I think that is a really important uh aspect to the chamber and something that we're really trying to focus on yeah yeah and you know if you're not familiar the melbourne chamber our melbourne regional chamber of commerce is located on strawbridge um just east or i'm sorry west of us1 and uh near the downtown melbourne area uh right there by city hall yeah yeah city hall is magnificent uh they, they have added a parking garage and there's a couple other projects downtown you know we see skyscrapers for the first time in many many years in in our downtown vicinity it is an exciting time to be downtown yeah. uh as you mentioned with the with the big crane right now yeah. with the high line we're yeah. gonna have residential apartments there mm-hmm. uh, i think it's eight stories yeah. um and i i hear that will be done hopefully by the end of this year or early of 2020 um, so we'll have a place for people to live downtown and enjoy all the uh, fun and interesting stores and restaurants and bars that we have. A lot of interest down there, yeah. And you know, now right behind Mago Malley's, they've they've started. Yes. There's a big hole in the ground <laughs> yes, where they're putting the new Hotel Melby. Melby is a uh, Hilton Tapestry, a boutique hotel yeah. that's going right downtown. That's going to add more more tourists uh, and more people walking on the downtown sidewalks. So we're excited to see that. Yeah, that's like a hundred some odd rooms. I think it's 160 rooms, yeah. 160, 170. Um, you know, and, and for those concerned about the parking that was there, because mm-hmm. it was a parking lot, they're right. going to have, uh, I think, 35 dedicated public parking spots because they're, as part of the plan for the hotel, it's it's 11 stories. And I think the first four stories. stories. Yes, the first four stories are going to be parking parking garage and then the rooms will be above that and then on the top level there is a rooftop event space and a bar yeah so we'll have a rooftop bar that we'll be looking out over the river um so we're really excited to see that project that that's been in the works for many years right um so it's fun to watch that come to fruition and see them actually turning dirt and uh, making progress you know and and 
it, it's like you like you mentioned it's it is refreshing to see some of the landscape change because it's fun to see those uh cranes in the skyline it is um and coming over even like the melbourne causeway heading west you know you, you come across and you crest that bridge and all and and in the distance you see a new building and and you know the new floors are uh, being mm-hmm. added all the time so you kind of see something from obscurity, you know, in the horizon to now like a majestic yep. force and horizon. You've you got know? the condo on the river just yep. north of downtown going up right now. So yes. Two different, two different towers of condos that will be available soon. Um, and you've got the lot across from Helen Blazes that um, yeah. they're Tell talking about, about another hotel. Uh, that's still early in the planning stages. Right. They, and, they've and mentioned in a loft. A loft. Hotel. That's the that's the brand, um, right? So I don't think there's been any final approvals yet. Okay. But the developer is is looking at a hotel there. Um, so that would be the second one there in the downtown area. Well, well, that space has been for sale for a long time. So at least somebody finally consumed it. I mean, I I would have put in parking, you know, garages and charged fifteen bucks an hour. But <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. I'm not sure I, I would be busy at all at that at that rate. But but certainly. There, there, there's still a lot of undeveloped land, mm-hmm. and there's there's a demand uh, for people, you know, to come into the area. Maybe they don't want to buy a home, you know. Maybe they want to, you know, maybe they're 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 used to apartment life, but they also want an urban feel. So this would be w- this would help. Also, a lot of the existing hotels are either on the beach or by the airport, and so having something that's centrally located to all of our great dining and, and entertainment down there in, in, the, yeah. in that Melbourne district. Uh, is, we do uh, have many great hotels yeah. that are, many of them are members of ours yep. and we love our hotels love on the beach exactly. and by the airport and by the interstate, yep. but this will be something a little unique to have the hotel downtown. So we're excited for that. And I think, you know, with, with all the development and all the businesses coming in and the tourism and, uh, we haven't even talked about Space Coast Stadium and the U-Triple-S-A youth, that was youth exciting. sports. Yep. Uh, they're bringing, you know, building up to, I think, 100,000 room nights per year with all of their tournaments. That's amazing. If you, if you drive by that stadium now, they've got 16 turf fields. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every weekend of the year, they have either a baseball tournament or a softball tournament for girls or women or men's slow pitch. Yep. Uh, that that's an exciting addition to the to the uh, community. Yeah, one of my proudest moments was uh, I was uh, invited to DJ the opening uh, tournament there. It was a uh, uh, U18, so mm-hmm. that's like 18 and under yep. uh, tournament, and um, you know, and it's just teams from all over the country. And we interviewed them, you know, right there on the steps, you know, leading up into the the the, the, the bigger stadium um, uh, field. And, uh, you know, just enthusiasm, you yeah. know, and people just love the facility um, again because it, it took some coercing. You know, we had to get them from their previous spot, I believe, in Georgia. They were in uh, Kissimmee. Oh, is it Kissimmee? Yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, but to, to, for, for them to, you know, again, it takes some convincing. And, and a big concern is like we're going to bring lots of families here. Where are they going to stay? And so, again, it's it's you helping your members realize like, Hey, there's some potential here, yeah. you know, let's get ahead of it and, uh, and, and get up another, you know, uh, uh, hotel, uh, facility. Let's, let's get some, um, maybe even more, uh, restaurants or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, cause they're going to need everything. They're going to, they're going to need to spill out, you know, not just from the, the stadium and the facility itself, uh, U triple 
but again, these these are families that need to eat, they need to rest, they need to you know fuel their cars. They, I mean, there's a lot of things. Plus, they also want to be entertained. Yeah, and anyone who has kids these days knows that the travel sports industry is a booming industry. Booming, yes. And you know, it's exciting because we have their world headquarters of the United States Specialty Sports Association. For those right. of you that didn't know, and. They bring tournaments here that attract teams from all over the country. The other day I was at the airport and there were teams flying in from California and New York and Texas to come to Space Coast Stadium. That's so cool. And they're not just staying in Vieira. They're staying in Palm Bay. They're staying at the beach. They're staying in Cocoa Beach. They're staying in Titusville. Right. That's why you see hotels going up all over the county right now because there's not enough inventory. And um, that, that stadium has really made a difference. And like you said, there's restaurants coming because those people need places to eat and they need entertainment so uh you know you've got all the different uh entertainment options you've got the avenue right there exactly they just added a culver's they had a blaze yep and all sorts of attractions and i've and i've been at the avenues where the kids would come in on bus you know from the tournament and could head to like you know buffalo wild wings or you know i think there's a moe's you know mexican and i remember seeing them there and they would you know and again they're just they're enthusiastic they they, they love our area so it's really cool to invite these people give them something um, that they can enjoy while they're here and, and, and make memories you yeah know? it's really putting brevard and Vieira, yeah. uh, the whole space coast area on the map uh, yeah. nationally it's no, exciting it's, I'm, I'm thrilled and we, we just hosted the um was it fast pitch world series it was the uh women's baseball world cup baseball world cup that okay was last year thanks for correcting and me yeah that was that was huge 12 teams from around the world right you know australia korea japan china taiwan i'm telling you people Denmark. people don't realize we're, we're becoming an international hub yeah. i mean that was the first time yeah. that event was ever held on u.s soil it's always been in asia or in europe see that's a feather in our hat yeah that's awesome all these teams coming to the space coast yeah man um yeah, so that's a, that's a huge addition, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, you know, when, when I when I think of those things, um, sometimes I just think it's for the f- you know a few, but honestly, it spills over to our economy in a big way. Like, I mean, there, there, there's there's uh, there's a lot of uh, promise and opportunity for people who can take advantage of this, uh, and I know you guys also uh, help small businesses, w- like you said, um, with with coaching, with planning. Um, helping them be competitive. Um, what other kind of resources, what other kind of committees can some of your members join that, that can help them promote and, and, and yeah, stay competitive? Yeah, you know, we have, you know, just this morning before we started talking, I was right. at our Women of Excellence. Yes. And that's a, that's that's a, great a gathering that's every other month where we have women, mainly men, men are welcome, but mm-hmm. mainly women, uh, business leaders from around the county that come and network get to know each other and we have a interesting speaker this morning we had dana kilborn who is the chair current chair of the economic development commission of the space coast mm-hmm. um, previous speakers include kathy cobb who's the president of holy trinity yeah. um, so we always have an interesting dynamic uh inspirational speaker uh kim brown who's the president of boys electric uh, former past chair of the chamber board, as, awesome. as Kathy Cobb is. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are really inspiring women who have had very successful careers. 
And it's great that, you know, we're fortunate to have leaders like these on the Space Coast. And so Women of Excellence is an opportunity for us to feature them and introduce, you know, let our members get a chance to hear from them and hear their journey uh, and their business career. Um, we have an Engage Young Professionals, which yes, is that's a, a good group. young professional group for all the people coming up in their 20s and 30s that mm-hmm. a lot of them are new to the community. They've right. just been recruited here by Harris or Northrop Grumman, right. uh, Lockheed Martin, and they don't know much about Brevard. They don't know people. So we're giving them an opportunity to come and check out some of our nightlife establishments, meet yep. with each other develop their own network uh, that they can grow up with. Um, and, and I've been to a couple of those engage uh, socials and it's fun and yeah. it's a lively group. You know, you can talk business and have fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's possible to do both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we, we they're, try they're, to do they're that. not mutually exclusive, like That's fun right. and business, you know, uh, they say, you know, don't mix uh, business and pleasure, but I, I say, you know, why not? If you don't love what you're doing, if you're not having a good time with what you're doing, your career yeah. choice or, or whatever profession you decide to do, then why do it? You know, um, so engage, um, women of excellence, uh, do you guys have uh, mentorship? Um, we don't have a specific mentorship program, Mm -hmm. but we do have a partnership with score. That's right. Retire executives. Um, and those executives have office hours in our chamber each week where any business owner or someone who has an idea and would like to take that idea to fruition, they can come and meet with these Uh, people and give guidance on how they should go about starting their business and these are some really top top notch people that are retired from some of the companies here in the area Um, it's score s-c-o-r-e and those that's a free service acronym yes yes don't ask me what it's i forget too i'm so sorry something society of retired (laughs) executives that's that's yeah that that, that makes sense um and i and i've actually seen some of their events being posted i oh I always click interested because I can't commit to going, but I'm, but I just want to follow the thread. I just want You're to, one of those that's interested in everything. I'm always interested because <laughs> you know, because otherwise you don't see all the, all the that's updates. Right. I do to, the same thing. So I know in case I can go, I know about it. it exactly. Pops up and reminds me like, you know, I mean, you know, this morning there was a, uh, a talk, um, re- regarding, uh, biosolids. Right. In the area. At the county commission. Yes. And I, and I was gonna, you know, I'm interested in it. You know, I, I, I couldn't go there because uh, of my commitment uh, here this morning. But again, there, there's there's a lot of things that uh, that uh, you know you you just you just at least have to try. You have to make an mm-hmm. effort to understand what's going on, and I think that's what's you know powerful about the member of chamber of commerce. You guys also have like a, a calendar online that's that's updated pretty often. Yes, you can go to the melbourneregionalchamber.com and see all of our events online. It it has everything listed from today's women of excellence to our upcoming engage to our small business council. Um, our largest event each month is actually our Good Morning Space Coast. Um, so for those of you that are early risers, we start at 7 a.m. on the first Thursday of every month. Uh, and we move it around the county, um, usually try to go to one of our larger venues because we get about 200 people there each month. Mm-hmm. And it's a great networking opportunity for all of our members, new members and current members. And we always have a very interesting speaker for the September 5th Good Morning Space Coast. We have yeah. uh, from uh, Pamela Rausch, who's a vice president from Florida Power and Light. So she'll be giving an update from FPL on what they have going on. And hopefully there are no storms coming at that time (laughs) because she may not be able to make it. Um, But, you know, and 
for the next Small Business Council, we're going to hear from Teresa Gremison, who's the That's president cool. of the uh, Community Foundation for Brevard, mm. to talk about how you can start out now building your legacy and get more involved with uh, some of the different charitable efforts here on the county. See, I, I really hope some of our audience listening today uh, takes advantage you know, if you're, if you're a sp- small business owner, again, there are resources out there. You don't have to do this alone. Uh, certainly, if, if all you do is join and just get that grand opening or ribbon cutting uh, done, you know, you're, you're, that's that's fun. You know, uh, the community loves that. You know, you get some attention. But really, it's it's more of you get more when you when you give more. Right. So, you you know, so when you when you when you are involved at such a level, you really get to experience all that that power and, and, and all and all those uh, really cool uh, awards that that are possible through the chamber so you guys have like ambassadors we do have chamber and, ambassadors. and, and tell, tell us what the role of an ambassador does so our ambassadors are great because we couldn't really do what we do and function as we do as a chamber without the help of our ambassadors right. and our ambassadors are volunteers right. they're they're business owners themselves M- many of them are employees of different member companies mm-hmm. and those ambassadors are tasked with helping welcome our new members right. and get them ingrained in the community and they are the ones that are out there at all the ribbon cuttings and helping helping tout uh, what what new businesses are coming to the community mm-hmm. and mel- making them feel welcome and get connected. Um, so the ambassador program is a great way to meet new people. It's right. a great way to see what's going on in the c- community and what mm-hmm. new is coming. And it's a great way to get to promote your own business because those ambassadors get to go and meet with all these new businesses and exactly. tell them about what they do themselves. Yeah, I, I, I really, I've been wanting to, to qualify to become an ambassador, but you, you have to commit to a certain a number of things, right? What, you know, we like, like you to commit to certain right. certain events each month. Uh, it, it, at a minimum, our new mm. member workshop, our get involved, get right. connected uh, orientation session. Uh, but, you know, we're always looking for more. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, and it, it is a good opportunity. And like I said, you know, you, you, you get in, you get out what you put in. So the more you are in your community, you're at the networking events. Uh, it's just a matter of time before your business is going to succeed. Yeah. You're going to be top of mind. Exactly. The more you show up, the more people realize, okay, the next time I need a carpet cleaner, or right. the next time I need a realtor, or the right. next time I need financial advice, you're going to think about, oh, I just met that person at the chamber and exactly. maybe I should give them a call. But, uh, you know, there's also I don't want people to think you can only get something out of it if you come to events, because we have many chamber members that are members and support right. our mission and support what we're doing for the community. But they don't they aren't able to come. A lot of our business owners mm-hmm. are so busy. They're 24 seven in their own business. But they also know that we are working tirelessly I have, you know, you mentioned that uh, county commission meeting with the biosolids issue. Yes. We have, I have a, one of my members of my team is at that meeting oh, monitoring good. that I love to, to see what's going on. I want to hear the feedback. that's something that, you know, we as a chamber, as I talked about, trying to be the voice of business. Exactly. We're, we're there monitoring what our county commission is doing, mm-hmm. what our city councils are doing, and we have an open dialogue with them and a partnership mm-hmm. with them. And so that's, I think, a very valuable aspect of the chamber that a lot of times people don't realize we're doing that behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but they're, we're working for their, on their behalf to help uh, make it easier for them to do business in our county and in our cities. So... Let's talk about some of the biggest things on the front burners, Think, things that, uh, you know, we talk about the development of downtown, 
And we've also talked about some of, you know, why is it such an exciting time to be on the Space Coast? Let's elaborate. Um, what, what are you excited about as far as all this private enterprise coming in to the space industry? You know, uh, uh, Bezos committed so much. Uh, Elon has been having a great time here, you know, breaking all kinds of different records, you know, with landing boosters on barges and all kinds of stuff. What, what's, what are you most excited about? Yeah, well, I'm really excited that when Harris merged with L3, that was cool. That yeah. they decided to keep their corporate international headquarters yes. here on the Space Coast. And I don't know if people understand <laughs> how big that is for our community because L3 was a larger company, right? Headquartered in New York, and it could have been very easy for them to make New York the corporate headquarters or move it to Virginia, sure. halfway in the middle. And so for them to make a statement and say, no, we're going to continue to operate here with the Space Coast as our headquarters, that is huge uh, because that's that's one of our, that, you know, that's our largest headquartered company here in the county. That was very exciting. Yeah. So very excited about that. I'm very excited about everything going on at the Melbourne, Orlando, Melbourne International Airport. Yeah, let's talk about our uh, great little airport. We have a phenomenal airport that many people mm -hmm. don't know about. And not only is it good for air service, uh, which I'll mention that in a minute, but it's also become a true economic engine of Melbourne and the county because, mm -hmm. you know, with all the companies that are headquartered on airport property right now, mm -hmm. During the day, the population of the airport swells to over 20,000. Is that right? With, you know, you've got North Grumman there. You've yeah. got Talis. You've got Alstom. You've got Embraer. SATCOM. You've got Embraer, SATCOM. Yeah. You've got Harris right across the street. You've got all these, you know, all these large corporations mm -hmm. with, you know, I think North Grumman has over 4,000 people now on, on site there. Yeah. And so, you know, without the without the airport and you know under greg donovan's leadership and jack riles the airport chair they're working every day to recruit more businesses to the area because there's still as much as has been developed there there's mm -hmm. still a large swath of land that's available for companies to come in and set up shop yeah and we're making it easier for them to commute that's with, right. With the extension of ellis that's right ellis yeah. road interchange is going to be opening up soon and you know if anyone has not flown out of the MLB airport. Mm. Um, it's a phenomenal experience. I mean, I think you can go from your house to the gate in right. about half an hour because you park right there. It, you so walk easy. in, there's no line at the ticket window. You go right through security. There's yeah, no line. So security is, is a breeze. I mean, I'm telling you, it's my favorite airport. The only drawback was previously there was like, you know, Delta to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so if you were connecting in, in, in at the, the land of Heathrow, or not Heathrow, but uh, what's the Hartsfield. Hartsfield. I always get those messed up. So when you're at Hartsfield and, and that's, a you know, of course, you know, the Delta hub. So there is a connecting flight to everywhere in the world, pretty much. Um, so unless you're getting a connecting flight uh, out of Hartsfield, there wasn't a whole lot up until recently though i mean spirit's been there they were offering something back in the day uh but now we have i believe american american is going you've you've got delta going to atlanta right you've got american going to charlotte so right, right there you've got one you're one stop away exactly. from any airport you want to go worldwide practically right and even more recently i think what you're talking about is they've added daily uh not well non-stop service to philadelphia yes that started 
a couple times a week and is now this fall going to be daily service daily to Philadelphia service. Yeah. direct, which is great. And they just recently started a direct service to Washington, D.C.A., uh, to the airport right outside our nation's capital. And, and that's American doing that? Um, I think America, yes, I think Americans doing both Philadelphia okay. and DC. And so now that we have those, right. we need our local population to take advantage of that and start For taking sure. flights because the Support more, local airport. the more we fly <laughs> on that, the more, right. you know, they're starting, uh, once, I think it's once or twice a week to DC, mm. but if we can start to fill those planes, that gives them even more reason to start daily flights to DC. Um, so it's important that you, uh, support your local airport and fly out of there because, you know, why would you go and drive to Orlando and have to get there two hours early and park? The parking's oh, not convenient. It's atrocious. You've got lines Traffic. everywhere. Traffic. So if you can go and fly out of Melbourne, MLB, mm. Orlando Melbourne International Airport, and, you know, if you look at the rates, it's often not that much more expensive. Not, at, you know, especially when you consider taxes or gas and yes, tolls the time, and the, the time tolls. yeah yes. it, it's it it's like it's you know what value. it is it's a great, great value experience you you know it's 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 really apples to I apples i highly recommend it when when you don't have to travel an hour uh to, to the airport cuz a lot of people use a you know a service like an uber or, or or taxis or some kind of shuttle which is you know 100 bucks each way you know so yeah you may get that 99 dollars southwest <laughs> ticket i guess if if that's you know the the you know if you're a bargain traveler but you know you get a classier experience it's closer to home when you come back and you're you're in that arrival line your your friends and family could find you right away there's nobody like shoving you you know you, so you gotta do laps and laps around you know the arrival terminal yeah. <laughs> like, like i've been known to do for some friends um no it, the the airports has been you know used to be kind of like people consider like a liability like why do we have this when orlando is so close but now it's becoming an asset for our community and like you said, it needs to be abused a lot more. Like let's yeah. like let's start bookings, you know, exclusively. Like let's let's be good stewards of our community, of our economy, and throw some business at MLB because th they are making moves. Yeah, they're giving. They're, they're, they're working on they're a daily us, basis yeah. to attract more direct service. And yeah. you know, they've spent tens of millions of dollars the last two or three years. They have a new air traffic control tower. Yeah, because the last cool. one was very outdated, yes. and it was I think it was sixty years old. Uh, they've spent 20 million renovating, uh, repaving both runways. Right. Um, and now they're in the process of updating the, uh, the terminal. terminal. Yeah. So it's, it's a world, you know, it's going to be a really I nice think they said first like rate a, airport, a $4 million renovation. Yeah. Is, is that the right figure? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, so they th just up open the new customs hub. So you can, you know, that's why they're, they're looking to attract some more international flights from yes. Europe and Canada and potentially South America. That'd be cool. Yeah. Latin so. American flights would be awesome. So, you know, we, we have just, we, we've explored a lot. We've explored a lot of these really cool features in, in our community. Um, real quick, uh, I'm just going to put this out there. If anybody, uh, on our Facebook feed is, uh, would like to ask Michael a question. I'll give you a couple minutes, but we're going to wrap up because I've already taken, uh, see about 60 minutes of your time here on the air. Time but, flies when you're having fun, you know, cause I could go on and on. Like I, I still have lots of questions. Um, so I want to give you, if anybody, um, does have a question, go ahead and type it in the comments on Facebook. Um, 
And for your listeners, yes, we do go live when we when we broadcast our show. So make sure you like Space Coast Podcast on Facebook, and you can uh, be part of the behind the scenes uh, live stream as we record our uh, podcast. Um, let's plug any last minute ribbon cuttings or you other know, events. I, I mentioned a couple other events. We have a few signature events throughout the year, and after the Valor Awards on Thursday, we turn our attention to the uh, Women on the Rise. Yeah. Uh, that's a wonderful awards program that takes place October 24th. And we are just about to announce our 12 finalists in four different categories. So for cool. those, uh, we have a w- women to watch trailblazer collective impact women of courage. Um, so tickets are, if they're not on sale, they will be on sale soon. Uh, we're hopefully going to announce those finalists in the next week or so. I'm happy to say we received almost a hundred nominations for wow. uh, very worthy women to recognize here on the Space Coast. So we're excited about uh, the announcement of our finalists. Uh, November 1st, we mm-hmm. have our second annual Pro-Am. It's the only Pro-Am golf tournament on the Space Coast, ho- hosted by Duran. Do you golf? Uh, I try. You try? Uh, not very well. well. Let's try together. Let's let's get a foursome yes. together. We should do that. <laughs> we should do that. I, I'm, I'm not very good, but uh-huh. we will have... Uh, we have over 30 pros that come around That's from awesome. around central Florida and you register a threesome and you get every threesome gets matched up with a, with a pro. Um, and it's a fun day there at Duran. It's a beautiful course. Oh yeah. I just played um, it recently. So we're excited to be hosting that event. That's November 1st. There's mm-hmm. plenty of, uh, corporate cup slots open and other sponsorship opportunities. There and you go. Plenty of opportunity for golfers to sign up still. So yep. look forward to hosting that event as well. Well, we really hope you enjoyed this this episode. Michael, thank you so much again. Um, and any, any last words to like a business owner? Any, any kind of words of advice? If you're looking owner? to grow and expand and connect with your community, mm-hmm. come to the Melbourne Regional Chamber and check us out. You will not be disappointed. We look forward to having you come in and say hello, and we'll do whatever we can to help you be successful. And how do they find you? Go to MelbourneRegionalChamber.com, or you can come to 1005 East Strawbridge in downtown Melbourne, Uh, but we're always open on the web uh, Mm -hmm. and on Facebook as well, so come and check us out. We we look forward to meeting you. Awesome, awesome. Well, I hope you all tuning in, uh, enjoyed the show, the conversation here with Michael Ayers again with the Melbourne Regional Chamber of Commerce. Michael, it was a pleasure. No, it was my pleasure. We had a pleasure. good time, man. That was, was a good fun. time. It went fast. I think I felt like we started five <laughs> minutes ago. So this was great. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, because it's, it's, there's so much going on. In I our, look in forward to coming back and talking more about it. Well, maybe we'll have an update after the program or something. Let's do that. You got it, buddy. Thanks again for tuning in. This has been another episode of Business Leap Brevard Edition with your host, Jesse Hall. Until next time, guys. Have a great business week.